0: There was a woman from the town of Gaffney, South Carolina, who claimed her house was haunted. In 1967, she telephoned the local police to report it. She claimed that an oppressive electronic sound would permeate throughout her home, and would, at times, wrap around her. Even some of her guests would report experiencing this strange force when visiting. The unnamed woman's story is not the only strange one to emerge from the Gaffney area that year let alone the rest of the country. The United States was swept up into a UFO craze. The media, who had largely gone with the government narrative when it came to UFO sightings, began to turn face, pointing out some of the flaws in the findings of its official UFO study, Project Blue Book. And many of those media outlets were screaming, cover-up. Numerous cases would emerge from the 1965 to 1967 UFO flaps Challenging our understanding of the phenomenon In April of 1966, Dale Spar of Portage County would chase a UFO nearly 50 miles across the state border of Ohio into Pennsylvania Officers across multiple counties claimed to see the object as the saga unfolded over the police band radio Spar would go on to name the craft Fred giving identity to the object that ruined his life in the weeks following the pursuit, Spar's home life would deteriorate. He developed emotional problems and lost his job as Deputy Sheriff of Portage County. 1966 was also known for another legendary case, that of the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. In November of 1966, a strange slew of weirdness descended upon the Ohio Valley area. This included UFO sightings, men in black encounters, Encounters with the infamous UFOnaut known as Indrid Cold from the planet Landulos, And the feathery Garuda himself, Mothman. During this time, there was a strange case you may never have heard of from Gaffney, South Carolina. And though it was not a haunting, it may have, in some way, caused the strange haunting of the unnamed woman. It's the story of two police officers who conversed with a UFO occupant, In the middle of a back county road. My name is Rob Christofferson, and this is a special bonus episode of the Our Strange Guys podcast. On the night of November 16th, 1966, hundreds of people tilted their heads up and looked to the skies. The Leonid Meteor Shower was in full view that night. People from the eastern and central portions of the United States organized Falling Stars parties, a large group of hundreds amassed in New York's Central Park to watch the sky light up with orange fireballs. Many UFO researchers believed that the meteor shower would generate a flood of false reports, mistaking meteors for strange crafts peppering the skies. Surprisingly, only one UFO sighting was reported that night. The skies in Gaffney were clear when Patrolman A.G. Husky and Charles Hutchins reported for duty. The town was named after an Irish immigrant, Michael Gaffney, who emigrated to the United States in 1797. After living in Charleston, South Carolina for a short while, he moved to the upcountry where he established a tavern and a lodging house known as Gaffney's Crossroads. The area was dubbed Gaffney City in the late 1800s and was known for producing textiles until the late 1980s. Charles Hutchins had been with the Gaffney Police Department for approximately six months. He was a large man with a 5-foot, 10-inch frame and a good sense of humor, investigator John Keel noted. Keel came to town to investigate the case in 1967 after reading about it in Fate magazine. He found Hutchins and his reserve partner, Husky, to be credible after doing extensive interviews with them. Hutchins told Keel that on November 17th, 1966, both men were on routine patrol. It was 4 a.m., and they were patrolling a sparsely populated road called the West Buford Street Extension. The road was overgrown, lined with tall grass on either side. They approached a right angle turn, and when they had completed it, were stunned to find an unusual object hovering above the road. A gold-colored spherical object was suspended 20 feet in the air, in full view of the headlights. The men stopped the car, and the object descended, hovering just two or three feet above the ground. Upon closer inspection, a section of gold trim wrapped around the object, giving it the appearance of the planet Saturn. The two men exited their vehicle and beheld the sight in front of them. They were stunned and didn't know what to do. They just stood at the front of the car and watched. While the object produced no outward light, they could see a bright rectangular opening in the craft. A ladder, too, emerged, angling downward toward the road. Hutchins and Husky could only look on in wonder and fright. Soon a figure appeared in the doorway. He descended the ladder and approached the men, stopping approximately 15 feet away. Hutchins described the beings' movements as slow, as if he were taking his time. He did not appear to be scared of the men. He was about the size of a 12-year-old child, or about 4 feet tall, according to Hutchins, with a very human complexion. The local papers later misreported the humanoid's complexion as green, but Hutchins was adamant. He was very human-looking. He wore a tightly-fitting gold-colored suit, similar to what an airplane mechanic might wear, and it had only one purpose. It wanted to talk. The being began to ask the men a number of questions, most of which the patrolman could not remember. With a curiosity similar to Indrid Cold's, the being talked, as Hutchins put it, real good, like a college graduate. The being had no accident, and was straight to the point about most matters. It asked, Why are you dressed the same? In a very precise speech that made every word seem important. When questions were put toward the being, it merely ignored them and laughed. It was a funny laugh, bordering on hysterical. The encounter lasted no more than three minutes. The being proclaimed that it would return in two days, and it slowly turned and walked back to its ship, where it climbed back in and took off. This time the craft made a whirring sound, similar to a muffled car engine. The two officers would return to the landing site later that morning with a local town councilman. They found child-sized footprints, but no other evidence of the men's encounter. In the weeks following the encounter, the men were subjected to intense ridicule from the papers, and even from fellow policemen. Husky would leave the department to open up a small business. Two weeks after the encounter, a pair of strange men would show up in Gaffney, making inquiries about what the men had seen. One of them, who claimed to be a doctor, phoned Hutchins from a local restaurant asking to meet. But Hutchins declined, and the men left town without another word. A year later, John Keel would show up to investigate the case. And less than a month after filing his report on The Little Man of Gaffney, the Silver Bridge would collapse ending one of the most intense UFO flaps in history. This bonus episode of The Our Strange Skies was written and recorded by me. Thank you so much for your support, and for listening. yeah